first viewer. It was just like, man, I really like the Younger Than Me. So it was just like, <laughs> I got to tune into this. Hello. All right, so guys, we are now live on Facebook. And, and YouTube. There we go. Yep. So today, Shelly, we have our topic. And again, like I said, guys, this was like, um, second y'all the debates that we doing in, well, two y'all debates that we doing in one week. So. Yes. Congrats to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shelly, what is our topic today? Today we're going to be talking about relationship cliches, like, aside from, like, the normal stuff, like cheating and financial stuff that yeah. could impact a relationship negatively that people really don't talk about. Yeah. Like, um, one example is toxic family members, things mm. like that. It can influence your relationship and in ways that you wouldn't even expect. Like if you have a family member who's always planting in your mind that your partner doesn't do this or isn't like this for you, mm -hmm. eventually from hearing it from so much, you're gonna start to really question your partner and look at them that way. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a strong mind or if your partner does do something and then now you're looking at them, you're always gonna have that in the back of your mind because who would you trust more, your family or your, yeah. your partner? Yeah. And um, I think an important thing about this is specifically is, like you said, it's one of those things that's outside of the obvious. It's one of those things that we don't necessarily like always think about might be a relationship like factoring in it. Like, of course, like, you know, when we go into a relationship, we expect not to be uh, abused or cheated on or disrespected and things like that. But when we get down to like those core things, we might not it might not be something that we always like talk about. And it, it's something that partners might have to talk about or not even just partners but like you said family members like look hey stay out of my relationship you know what i mean and that's one of that's one of the big things that they say and, and like you said if somebody's like consistently telling you something something about like a certain person even though you may not want to believe it we don't have any idea like how much that consistency plays on influence on the way that we think or like like you said when we do see something that seems like a little iffy we kind of might revert to what that person might say. Yeah, you, know, you, like, you start to second guess your partner because now you're looking at them like, all right, such and such, they was right about you mm. all this time. And then e it, even if you don't say it out loud, you might just think it like, they could be like, oh, your partner isn't that supportive of you. And you'd be like, oh man, me and my partner, we good. And then one day they just be like, man, I don't feel like doing this today. And they'd be like, mm. mom was right about you. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> It's hard to differentiate like what is constructive criticism versus what's just flat out like misery and, and hate for your relationship. Now, let me ask you that. What part, because like we can't, I, I don't think we can say, Jasmine, what's going on? She said, turn up the volume, cuzzo. The volume is turned up, cuzzo, but hold on just to make sure. Well, no, nah, that's my ringtone, but we should be good. So, but um, basically uh, what I was saying is we can't necessarily say that okay, we just want to exclude our partner from our family because, you know, it's always like, you know, family events and get-togethers, barbecues, picnics, holidays, and things like that. Where, as your significant other and moving forward to the point where it's just like, okay, I am bringing this person into my family, we can't necessarily, like, disregard the fact that and say, like, okay, we can't really adhere to anything that they say. That's why you so, set boundaries with them. Boundaries like? Boundaries like? like where you allow people to respect your relationship and not interfere as much. Like mm. you can be visible, your partner can be visible. You guys can interact with people, but set a boundary. Like if they start to even say something that you feel like your partner, you nip it in the bud before it, it 
develops into something bigger than what it is. You, mm. you set those boundaries from the beginning so that nobody else can impose on that. Now with that, um, and do you think there's any situations or it, where you feel like you can communicate to your family members like what's going on in your relationship or do you think that's just like prohibited? Like it's just like something like you should keep things that go on in your relationship within a relationship. Or do you think there's like some sort of like kind of It depends whatever you want to play back to you because you could tell your family something about your partner, forgive your partner, but they may not forgive your partner. Mm. Like you could be like, yeah, they did this and that to me. And you guys work through your issues, but your family's still stuck in that mode of what they did, not what you guys did to overcome that. Mm. So yeah, and, and and one thing that we also got to do is that, like, understand is that when we say that, we're giving them one side of the story. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, they can only really project and, like, really think and really process things from that one perspective, you know? So, and, and of course, like you said, they're going to side, you know what I mean? So, it's just like, oh, you just, like, you're dealing with this bad person, like, just get away from them, they crazy, they just that and forth. But um, I think... Even if we do talk about it, I think we should, how am I trying to say it? I think we should like approach it from a standpoint where we're not bashing the person or saying that like, the person is doing this, but we're saying like, we're going through this. You know what I mean? Like if you, if, even if you do need like consolation in the, per, uh, in the person and talking to her, you can say like, we're going through this issue, issue. Yeah, just be as objective as possible in the situation, not try to, you know, make it seem like one-sided like try to paint the whole picture like do the whole spectrum of everything yeah don't, don't just like give one of it till everything and that's another thing like what do you what are you <laughs> willing to share because the whole story might not be pretty so you might just want to yeah and i mean i mean sometimes it flips out flips backwards on you because i remember like i was talking to my mom she was just like well why does this keep happening to you it must be something wrong with you like <laughs> it can't be all of them all the time and i was just like i'm like yeah like I kind of had to like step back and take that criticism and like build on it because you know like it, it it was like she was absolutely right about that like it wasn't always um like even though I might have like presented the issue like when I step back and look at it, I'm like well I played my part in this and um like and take responsibility and like be held accountable for those things you know yeah that comes with that too with the family's accountability because if you're going to tell them stuff you have to be accountable for what you did on your part too. Mm -hmm. You can't just place the blame on somebody yes, else. They did this and they, they did, did this and then that, and I just can't take it no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I remember another thing that you were saying. Um, that's one of those things that's not necessarily like an obvious thing, but one something that might play a huge part. We're not realizing it. Body image, and I wanted to get that from like your perspective because, like, I'm going to say like this: it's not really something that like I felt like that. I've dealt with like too critically. So um, I would like you like to explain on that part. Like, what do you mean as far as like body image? Well, in certain, like, especially long-term relationships, like we change, our bodies changes, we change, like look in one way. And then as you get comfortable and in the relationship, you change. Like mm. you, you, when you're in the relationship in the beginning, you get, as a girl, as for me, you get all done up. Mm -hmm. nice. You know, you might have been in shape and then you may have kids and then your body changes and now you, know, you don't feel like the same person anymore. And if you don't have a supportive partner who's there with you, mm -hmm. you may become depressed and things like that. It's just like 
stemming from like a man's uh, point of view, like how can we help that? Because it just seems like at times, you know, we might say certain things or like try to give like compliments. And, and like I've had this help happen to me before and it just doesn't seem like it's well received. Like it's just like, oh, thank you for the nice words. But and it, it's again, like we understand that like you have to feel that way about yourself. But it's just like from us, like depending on how invested we are into it, it's just like you're always going to be like that beautiful person. You know what I mean? Like, and that, like, sometimes you just have to be there for the person. Like, yeah. no matter how many kind words you can give a person, if they don't see it or believe it, it it's never going to be received. Right, they right, have right. to feel it, believe it, and things like that. And that's why the body image thing is hard because you might see this beautiful person, but they might not see the same person. Mm. And they need to just feel like, you know, they have somebody who they can lean on in that time, in that dark time. Mm. And a lot of partners can't comprehend that because they're like, why, you're fine, like you're fine. But that yeah. person might not feel like they're fine. You're right, right about that. And like I said, like, even if even if I talk to like some other guys about it, it's just like, it's, it's not something that like, guys, like, like that really like guys like deal with it. Like as far as like, like we might look like, damn, I need to start hitting the gym or something. Like, like I remember um my girl showed me this picture of me I'm like, damn, I'm looking like kind of scoring. You look like somebody could beat me up like right now. Like, I need to get in the jump. It's it's things like that, but it wasn't anything that I felt like it was detrimental to like my relationship. It's like like I wanted to tone up because like I'm like, again, like you said, like I need to like feel better about myself. Like I need to like walk around with my chest poking out. <laughs> like, so it's just things like that. Um and like as a woman, like how do you like overcome those things like as far as like body image and like really learn to like appreciate yourself and because like because again it like it goes both ways it's just like if somebody's like or your significant other is like continuously giving you compliments and they feel like it's not being received like it's not be compliments it's just little things that you do like um don't compliment their physical more try to do things make the person just feel appreciated and mm. warm inside because then now they're going to be more focused on their physical appearance whereas if you just remind them that you are still a beautiful whole person mm. not just a beautiful person because you, your body or things like that make them feel appreciated all around the board then they would they would feel better they would feel more secure in themselves as a person because when you get real genuine love you can give real genuine love back you're right about that so it's, it's just as simple as, you know, just be there, be a supportive person. Like if that person's in that moment, don't, don't, especially with, with body weight, people are sensitive about that. Like mm -hmm. compliment something else. Like, Oh, do you want a new book? I see your mind is brilliant. Like things like that. Mm. Make them remind them of their other beautiful like traits because yeah. their biggest flaws. Oh my gosh. Like I'm not the same person I was in 2010. I don't got that. You look, you look nice and thick and it's like no 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 this is bad i need to lose this <laughs> like, I gotta, and um again I, I guess that's something like and we said this before like communicating it it's just like because again standing from like that point of view it's just like we might not like always understand like where it's coming from you know and it's just like if if we don't really understand why you feel that way then it's going to like come off as like it's unappreciated you know and it's just like being honest about like like okay like i understand like 
you see me that way, but I don't necessarily see myself like that. Like, and you have I need to have to those like, conversations with your partner, and that's something that you you would have to make them feel comfortable to have that dialogue. Like, that's something that you guys would have to build that, build up to that, like talking and having that conversation. Because it's not easy for a person to admit, like, yeah, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel this way because some people are ashamed of that. Like, mm. They're ashamed to admit whatever they have going on because it's it's very personal to them. So having a partner who's supportive and just listens and is just there mm. is good. Whereas if you just have someone who's just not looking at it from their own perspective and not taking into consideration that maybe you don't want to talk about it right now. Maybe you just want to just, just be you mm. for that and just, you know, I don't know. Cause sometimes with body image, a lot of times when, when women complain, they'll be like, well, just hit the gym. It's not that. It's like something else. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm complaining, but still, like, love me. Like, love me in all my roles. Like, yes. I got hit the gym, but buy me a tub ice cream. But still. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes we just say the things just to, you know, see how you guys feel too. Mm. And I, I would say, like, for guys, um, an aspect to that, it's not necessarily body image. I think, like, some of the things that we might get, like, insecure about is just like, status like we might not feel like we are what we want to be and that it's kind of things like that that'll make us like feel insecure like I, I don't think ours is like necessarily like like a physical thing but um like you know like we'll get insecure about like certain things too and it's just like like remember we was talking about like the pay scale thing like making like um like your partner being making more money than them it might be like situations like that and i think like from the man point of view it might be things that they need to be reassured like, by that. And yeah, because that can also create issues in a relationship as well too. That's another thing that people talk about is that the roles in the relationship mm -hmm. too, like that comes from that. It's like, do you want to fully support your partner? Do yeah. you feel like you should do that? Do you want to split it 50-50? Yeah. And that comes with that because there's certain people who get into a relationship expecting to be fully supported. There's some people who come into a relationship like I want to carry my load and you carry yours and we do this together. Like, mm -hmm. let's be a team, but it depends. You have to know your partner and know what they want. Yeah, and like, and like again, like you said, like, it comes from like that communication, like again, like, and then understanding that like, okay, even though like, cause even like, you know, for some of the people, like it might be like, oh yeah, the 50-50 the sounds good, but some people still have like that kind of like, that ego about it. Like, no, nah, I don't want to split the 50-50 and I like, to me, it's something that I had to personally like get over, like and 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 look at from like a different perspective. But um, so I couldn't really say like any kind of techniques to kind of like approach about it. But again, like with, with anything else, like you know, just communicating to that and communicating and comprehension because you can communicate to somebody and they don't understand what you're saying to them. Yeah, they have to understand where you're coming from and things like that. Because I could tell my partner that I want to certain amount of stuff and I want to do this, but. Mm. You're right about that. And like you said, um, again, listening to understand and stuff like that. So um, what was the other thing that you was telling me about? Uh, you saying PTSD? Yes, PTSD in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> this is my baby. <laughs> People can develop like they could have PTSD from their childhood mm -hmm. or they could develop it in a relationship mm -hmm. like and dealing with a partner who has that it's hard because you might not know what triggers that person. Mm. And if they're triggered, a lot of people don't know how to deal with people with 
PTSD because it doesn't just present itself in one way. Mm. So. And like, and with that, like, what, what do you think, like, because again, like you said, people aren't always like comfortable breaking down that barrier and really like explaining like traumas. Like it's, it's really hard, like some, uh, sometimes reaching a person to that level. And, um, and that's why you just have to be there. A person's going to be comfortable with telling you what they want to tell you. Mm. They're not, some people aren't going to fully give you the full scenario of what happened in their traumas more so just like be there for me in that moment. So these are things that we don't necessarily address. Like you could have a partner who has PTSD, who has nervous breakdowns because they see certain things and you might not know how to deal with that. Mm. And now you're in a scenario where you can't help this person cope because you don't know how to help them cope. Right. Um, and that could create a problem because later on you could look at it as like a nuisance because what if the thing is constantly triggering them and you can't figure out why you can't help. What past traumas are like, let's say like cheating and abuse and things. Do you believe like it's necessary for a person to kind of like take that time to themselves? And so like, not to put like a time limit on it, but like, do you think like a person should not necessarily like they, really engage, like they engage until they really come at like a place of peace within themselves? Or how do you feel about that? I feel like if you feel like you're ready to do that and you're willing to learn how to cope with those things, you can get into a relationship. If you're unwilling to at least try mm -hmm. to learn how to cope with your things, I don't think you should get into a relationship because then you're going to hurt other people mm. unintentionally because you might cause that your partner PTSD from what you're doing because yeah. they're, they're going to feel like they can't, they couldn't help you. You're right about that. Like you'll, and you, you start seeing like, again, you might like start hearing things that they say that, that happened in a past relationship and they end up like putting it onto you. You know what I mean? Like the same exact thing. And it's just like, you're like, and you'll step back. You're like, hold on. You just told me so-and-so did X, Y, Z. And now you're doing it. Like, <laughs> like it will be like certain situations like that. Um, And like, in that in that taking that time to yourself in that process like what do you really think should be done because like some people like when they get out of a relationship and they get out of that that mold it's like depending on how long the relationship is they might be so accustomed to having someone around like what do you think are like some strategies that they can do or work on to like really say like okay i need to take this time to myself but not just take this time to myself but like really find out what to do how to approach it and how to get over this past thing. Cause it's like, sometimes like you might take time, but you might like take that time in depression, you know, and not necessarily like really be addressing the issue and things like that. So what I do feel you like you should, if you want to be a better person, as far as like getting, dealing with your PTSD, go to therapy. Mm. It's, it, it's not talked about, but go to therapy if you want to heal the right way or find some way that is a healthy way to cope, not like drinking, smoking, things like that. Find yeah. a healthy outlet. Some people color, some people do things like, and you can incorporate that with your partner. Like just find healthy ways to cope yeah. with those traumas and things like that. Because if you don't, it's going to just put, manifest into something worse than what it is because now it's projected into your relationship and it's way worse. And you can encourage your partner, say, let's go to therapy together. Even if you don't, you guys can talk together, do mm -hmm. counseling together. Some people are embarrassed to go to therapy. They think that it'll make them seem like they're crazy and they're not crazy. You mm -hmm. just have to find a way, an outlet yeah. to get those things out.
so that it they don't come out in different ways because yeah. that's how they usually do. They come out in different ways. You're right about that. And, and one thing I, I think that that and this is something that they they said that's like your partner can't necessarily like be a therapist. No, you know, like they can't yeah. carry your emotional baggage for you because we all we all deal with our own issues and things like that. And mm -hmm. it's unfair for someone else to put all their emotional baggage onto you and expect you to heal them mm -hmm. because they don't know if you need to be healed as well. Your trauma may not be as deep as theirs, but mm -hmm. you still have your own things that you have to work through and overcome. And it's unfair to a partner to do that to them. You're right about that. And Jasmine says, most people that have PTSD or insecurities be in denial and build a wall up and and this is true like, that's like, very true and this isn't even people who necessarily even deal with ptsd but even being in breakups like the moment we get into a breakup mode we instantly put up that wall like because we don't want people to get that close or which more like even even in myself it, it might be i might feel like i'm opening up but like and like i might have a barrier up that i don't even know about like because um especially in my situation because i was so accustomed to like not getting too deeply invested you know what i mean like and not not being conscious of it you know what i mean like um like i've been in like relationships for like years and like still kind of like had that guard up and didn't and didn't even know it yeah i can know? relate to that because i feel like I'm a person, I don't like to be too vulnerable to the point where somebody can really hurt me to my core. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like a little standoffish and I've learned that through that that's not a good trait to have because shutting certain people out, you miss out on certain things. Yeah. And sometimes we have to take that risk of letting your guard down. It's like, if you get hurt, you you move on, you learn how to cope with it. Yeah. Like you I just mean, find your coping skills. but. If you're dealing with a partner who's always going to have their guard up, you, like I said, you have to learn your partner and learn how to put their guard down. Mm. That's true. Like you have to make them feel secure enough to want to put their guard down because in other relationships, there may have been things that happened to them that if you trigger them now, that's reminding them of that past hurt. Like I was in a domestic violence relationship mm. and certain triggers for me are people yelling at me in mm. relationships. I can't handle that. I just shut down and I'll just either leave or I just remove myself from the situation. Whereas other people might deal with partners like that and yell back, do things like that. But mm. in my situation, that, that wasn't the case. Like my life was on the line. So I would rather just walk away from that. Mm. So dealing with a, a new partner, they, they may not understand that. And I'm the type of person where I'm very open with who I am in my life. I'll tell you, when we are in the talking phase, the dating phase. Like I was in this situation, this is what happened to me and things like that. And once they set off that one little trigger for me, mm -hmm. that's it. I can't go any further because now that wall is up because I'm like, this is just a flashback of where this used to be. Mm -hmm. And at that point you just, it's, you know, it's just like, all right, I can't let this person. And that's why I was going to ask you, like, is there a situation where you feel like you shouldn't necessarily like let a person like get get that deep in in that event that you feel that a person feels triggered do you think like that person that they're involved with like should you like take some time like even though like the wall is up like take that time to like give them a chance or is it just like 
an immediate red flag and it's just like or, so if it's in the beginning stages get rid of it because what happens in the beginning phases will ultimately be the demise of the whole situation yeah. but if it's something that's happening over time you know try to take time out give your partner some space like mm -hmm. give you a space talk it out because you can't be around somebody 24 7 and try to figure out a problem you yeah. need time to process the situation and things like that and that's one thing i was saying it was just like and I, and I read this in a book they said if you really love a person the most important thing that you give, give them is space yep it's just like um we always think that we kind of like got to be crowded around a person like oh i always need to be there for a person you need to be able to identify like when that person needs space and when you need space yeah we're not halves we're whole people so yeah. you cannot give someone what you cannot give yourself you have to be a whole person to love a whole person. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to be there and be in sound mind to give someone the t anything in any type of relationship. Because if we're we're messed up, they're going to be messed up too. Mm -hmm. it's going to just that's just grounds for a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, now let me ask you like about this. Um, is there? I'm trying to say, is there like certain qualities that? And I'm just gonna ask this from the perspective that you feel like that you might not like a person, but that you feel like that you strength, you feel so strongly about them and so connected to them that you accept those things. Or there's been situations where I have accepted certain things that I personally did not like from mm -hmm. people because I know that I can't change someone. Mm -hmm. Anybody who wants to change is gonna change themselves. I can only tell them that I don't like these things, but I'm not gonna force you to change. Like, I'm not gonna give you ultimatum to change the way you are or change the things you do. It's just more so I'm gonna express my concerns. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you don't feel like you need to change, I'll respect that. But I'm as long as I expressed it to you in a healthy way and things like that, that's how I look at it. Like I'm I'm always for being fair, like expressing like if I don't like something, I'm very vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Like it's not it's not always about me, like, you know, <laughs> my partner is, is a person too. So I have to let them know like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like you doing this or things like that. But I've learned from a book that I read that you have to love people as they are in that moment. And that's one thing in relationships that a lot of people don't do. We love what they can be or who they were, mm -hmm. but never who they are in that moment. Mm. You have to love a person for who they are right at that moment because we we constantly change. Right. We're, we constantly change. I'm not the same person I was two years ago, a couple of days ago, even the last time we shot the skit, I had a whole different hairstyle. So, <laughs> we constantly change. We're constantly changing. Mm. He says we got to move the phone closer, so let me move it right here. Okay, can you hear us and see us now? Let us know. Yeah, he said so. We should be good, but um, so um, and this is something that I, like I had actually just thought about now. What about in reference to long distance relationships? Like, what is your stance on that? Because that is something that might strain, and it, it it might be a situation where, and we see this often, often like within military couples, you know. So um. It depends on how much you trust the person, mm -hmm. your level of trust. Um, because I, in my personal opinion, do not think long distance relationships work. I just do not. I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> because there's always going to be that seed of doubt in your mind. Like, what is this person doing? Yeah, when they're not talking to me. me <laughs> and 
if you guys don't have that constant flow of communication, like mm-hmm. all right, in the military, you can't talk to that person. So you accept the certain times and things like that, that you talk to them when they come back home. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be that doubt in your mind. Like what if they're doing something else on this base or messing with those people mm-hmm. at that base where they're at and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, and it's it, hard. Now, like in a situation where, like you said, it's not the military. And, and let me, let me put in a reference to this. Um, I think like the longer the distance, the more strain on it. Like if you if you if you dating somebody that's like, all right, let's say maybe like an hour, hour and a half away. It's still the same strain. You think so? It's still the same strain because then it comes down to time. Mm. It comes down to time spent. It comes down to time. And if you feel like you're not getting the adequate time that you spend with your partner, like all right, in a long distance relationship, if your partner lives like, say, I live down here, my partner lives in North Jersey and we see each other on the weekends. What if one weekend I just decide, I don't want to go up there that weekend. Now my partner's going to be like, why don't you want to come? This is our time. Yeah. And it's, it's very stressful. And then a lot of times um, in those things, social media plays a, a part in those things too, in those mm. long distance relationships, because that might be another way that you guys communicate and they might see you communicating with other people and think, oh, this guy's from her town, her hometown. Mm. And he's always commenting on her statuses. She might be messing with him. So. <laughs> It's, it's hard. Like you're right about that. I, you gotta really trust your partner. Like I feel like y'all should at least been together for a while yeah. before you decide. But just to start off in a long distance relationship, I I, I wouldn't do it. Now, me like, personally. Now let me touch base on that when you said now what if the now what if it's a situation where you do have that time invested? Let's say it's like three, four, five years and it boils down to a point where it's just like this person like let's say a job opportunity. This person says like, Okay, like, you know, I have to move away and like it's like a kind of like go now situation. It's just like I have to take this opportunity now. And you might not necessarily like have the preparations for it. Like you might not be able to move your life all the way up to like this uh, other location. What's your stance on that? If you guys have that trust established from your relationship and the foundation of the relationship is strong, it should work out just fine. Mm. Because then event- ultimately the goal is for you guys to be back together. And yeah. So it's, that would be working towards that. Yeah, it's more so, more so like a plan in place. It's like, okay, we know that like at this point in time, it's just like. But starting off in a long distance relationship, you don't know who's going to move, mm-hmm. who's going to sacrifice where they live, their comfortable zone to move to where the other person is going to be. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to meet in the middle ground? It's so much like yeah. what is or what to do. And it's like hard because you might like where you're at, where you might have things in place where you are at and to uproot your whole life to live somewhere else it might be hard on you whereas you have to expect the same of someone else in a long distance relationship mm-hmm. so I, I i personally don't i wouldn't do it <laughs> unless we're married and you you going off to work or going off to school and yeah that's fine yeah. because you, ultimately we're going to reunite be back together or if you go down to school somewhere far we we might pack up make a plan place save money and move down to where if that's where you want to be. So, mm. but as far as like starting out, no way. Like I can't date someone in California. <laughs> I can't date yeah. someone in Canada. You looking at is like, where you live? No. No. <laughs> no. He says, I feel like you're looking to, uh, he says, I feel like if you're looking to marry a person, uh, you're in a long, uh, long-term relationship with, it's a waste of time. Now that's, that's interesting. I mean, see, I, I don't know. I can't say, and, and, and I'm going to say this from, my personal stance um 
I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Like and like I, I kind of as far as marriage, like looking to marry someone, and that was the point of being in a relationship. Yeah, like be, I mean, like and even more so in long distance because it's like again, it's just like they they say this. It's just like you don't really know a person until you move in with them, and like. If y'all can't get past that stage, like if y'all can't even get to that stage, then like I feel like then yeah, it's like because you're not gonna know them. We all put on a good good show when we're you know yeah. home on Facetime. <laughs> I can go get dressed up and stuff. Yeah. When I'm home, wig off, chilling in my pajamas, I'm a whole different person. Like, yeah. and I'm comfortable. Yeah. And that that's when you really know somebody when you're comfortable. Yeah. And if you're dating with no purpose, why are you dating? Like. Yeah. And I'll say this, a big thing that we learned too is like how to deal with issues. It's like, because again, like if you go through some like issues with somebody in like the dating phase, it's different because it's different because like that person's not around. So it's just like, all right, I'm gonna take my time. I'm not gonna speak to this person, calm down, da da da. But it's like, it's different when like you in the same space as that person, right? And you all have an issue. You guys learn problem solving skills. Yeah. Like you guys learn how to deal with each other, how to, problem solve in those moments in that in that moment in time because if you're in a long distance relationship you guys get into an argument they hang up on you you calling them back 50 times they don't answer you now you're getting more upset yeah you're just <laughs> going down this you're just going down the drain it's like oh what are they doing they're talking to somebody else i can't even better x one z so versus if they're here you're in your face you guys could talk about it all right i'm gonna cool off here cool out there we come back when we have cooler heads and talk this out mm. see what's up where why are we clashing you're right about that um and you you were saying this so um so as far as like i remember you were saying like as far as like the dating stage the talking stage x y and z um this is something that i might think what do you feel like where you might be in a certain stage in the relationship and the other person is not reciprocating that like do you feel like you should take a little bit more time to see if they like get there or do you feel like it's like, okay, no, it's a dud. I'm done with this off the bat. Well, definitely when I'm in the dating talking phase, like I always have to ask questions. Like mm -hmm. I always say, where do you see this going? Where, where, what are we doing? And a lot of times that's um, misinterpreted as like trying to rush into something. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's more so trying to see where do we stand? Should I take this more seriously? Should I start investing more time into this? A lot of times guys think that girls ask these questions because we're trying to rush into something. Whereas we're trying to figure out where your head is at, what you're, what do you want? What yeah. are you, what are your expectations of this? Are we friends? Are we just talking? Are you still dating other people? Should I still date other people? Yes. <laughs> so you have to, we try to figure that out so that we don't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so we have to figure that out to see if we're going to get more ahead of ourselves or not, mm. because it's hard to be in a situation where you're getting unrequited love. Like it's, it's extremely hard because then you're going to be hurting and not the other person. They can go on with their life. You right about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here so, you go. So let me ask you, um, with that, do you feel like, it's a point in time where that takes place or is that just like based off like how you feeling like is it no like you definitely have to have that that open communication you have to be willing to have that communication sit down with the person who you're going to start dating because if you don't if you just go into this 
thinking that, you know, oh yeah, we're, we're staying to talk and they could be talking to somebody else, uh -huh. building a relationship with that person. You could just be something to do when there's nothing to do. So yeah. you have to have those conversations with people. Like yeah. a lot of people who, when we're dating, we just date and just, just go with the flow. You, you have to establish like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Like have some kind of structure to it. Like, what are you guys doing? Have that open talk. Like, you're right. You're right. It, it's just how it is. If we're going to be adults about it and we're, mm -hmm. You can't. We're not. This is not high school no more. We can't. Yeah. You know, date one week and then break it one week. You got. <laughs> to have some kind of structure, especially like I'm a mom, so I gotta know like what's your game plan because I yeah, can't like, have everybody around my kids. Like, yeah. what's your game plan? And like you said, like and, and like making that decision to like you know break down certain barriers. And then Jasmine says, like for instance, if I uproot my life and come where he is, we need to be engaged or married or something because that's a big move. And that is like. That's the I, truth. Yeah, like um, because it's just like, see, I, I like I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm like I'm like half and half on that, and because um for for the simple reason I'll say this, it's just like marriage is not going to like people think it's like like a level up. Like in no, it's not going to change any dynamic of the yeah. relationship if you guys are not at that level where it's like marriage is a business. It's not. It's it incorporates love, but it's a business ultimately because yeah. you're sharing assets. Mm -hmm. You're sharing if your partner's credit score is messed up, now you got a messed up credit <laughs> score. So you have to take all that into consideration. Mm -hmm. That's why like a lot of people think, oh, marriage is just like, oh, we're gonna get married and just do this. No, marriage is like a business. Mm. So you have to take that very I, I say take marriage very seriously. And a lot of people do not take it very seriously. Yeah. But there are people who do take it seriously. And that's why I respect people who have really long engagements because it's it's a planning of what we're about to do, fix our lives up and things like that. Because once you get married, you're no longer a solo person. You are a unit now. You are addressed as one unit. You are taxed as one unit. <laughs> so okay, here, put your headphones in the car. <laughs> so, but um, again, like you said, like, and um, go ahead. I think, and I think that might be one of the things. It's just like we kind of have like a misconception that we think like, yeah. oh, marriage is just like this, like oh, we we get married and it's just like oh, it's all butters and flowers. It's like no, if like your relationship was bad before y'all got married, it's gonna be bad after y'all got married. Now you're just in a bad marriage. <laughs> like all for it. You were in a bad relationship. Now you're in a bad marriage. So it's more so. The relationship has to be solid. The foundation has to be strong. That's why in the in the talking phase. That foundation has to be strong. If you start off on a shaky foundation, it's going to be a shaky relationship mm -hmm. from start to finish. You're right, you're right. So you have to build that. And that's another thing that we don't talk about. In the beginning, a lot of people do not have these hard conversations with their partner. Mm. They wait until something happens, and then they have these conversations. Like in dating, we wait until something happens with our partner and be like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Mm. Whereas if you talk to them and say, what are, what's your plan with me? What, what are your expectations? Where do you see this going in a year, five years? What's your plan? Yeah. If they can't give you that, you know, like it's not going to be something certain right now. And I think like in this stage in our life, that's like more important than ever. It's just like, because like you said, we're not young anymore. So it's just like when we when we looking for like, when we making that like choice that, okay, we're dating, we're dating for a reason. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not like, like, like I'm, I'm not 22 anymore. I'm not 18 anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're dating with purpose. And now yeah. we're older. A lot of us do have kids. A lot of us have a lot of things going on. We're, we're, we're more responsible. We have responsibility to take care of. 
you can't be the sole responsible person in a relationship and be dating someone who's carefree and things like that because it's going to hurt you in the end. Yeah. Like you could have all these things in place for your relationship and things like that. Like you could be living in an apartment by as a single person. Now you meet a girl who doesn't have an apartment. She wants to just move in with you, but doesn't want to pay rent. That's that could be a factor too, like mm. an issue. But she could be like the type of woman that'd be like, "Well, my man's supposed to pay the bills, and I'm, you know, I'm going to take care of the house." And right. you look at it like, "No, this is a second income." <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, and one thing, so like as far as like the relationship cliches and how they have it, like, what are like your closing thoughts or like, is there anything else on it? I think I pretty much touched on most of the cliches that I wanted to touch on. It was more so just family. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, we don't talk about the dating part of it either. Mm. We don't think about it as far as the beginning parts of establishing the foundation of the relationship. Right. That, that's something that a lot of people don't talk. We just brush that under and then we run into the same problems that we could have resolved in the beginning yeah. because we chose to be blinded by lust and things like that. You're right. And and one one important thing is like it's not even always age, it's a maturity thing. It might be you might be in a situation where like somebody might have just got out of a long like a real long-term relationship and they're not necessarily looking to date seriously right now. Like right now they're just like, all right, I'm in a situation where I just want to go out, I just want to have fun, do X, Y, and Z and then move on. You know, and it's just like again, like you say, it's all about like having that kind of conversation. Like you said in the beginning, because what we do is we start like creating expectations and a lack of, you know, like somebody in that kind of like mindset. When you say like that kind of questions, like they're saying like, okay, what are we doing? They might take it as like, oh, they think this is serious. You know what I mean? Like so, it's, it's again, it's like having that kind of conversation. So yeah, because then if you see if that person says, oh, you you taking this serious you know now there's your clue some a lot of communication is nonverbal you know now like they don't take you as seriously as you thought you took them like yeah. so now you have to reassess like you're thinking and it's okay to date it's okay to date a lot of people make it seem like it's not okay to date you don't have to just put all your eggs in one basket like yeah. you date you get with one person and be like this is my forever person because <laughs> no it's not like i you, found you know, it <laughs> I, I applaud those who do find that one person but Sometimes you have to date a few people and, you know, it's going to be a lot of hit and misses a lot of times, but you'll eventually get that person who is your other person, but not everybody's going to be that person. You're right about that. Like immediately from like the first day, like, oh my goodness, the first, like you yeah. have to get to know people, get to know them, get to know their flaws, how they are, like how they are with their family. Like, and then also learning yourself as well because it's just like like we we tend to like know ourselves but then we don't know how like we'll interact with another person like we don't know like how it is for us to share but like to be able to step out that comfortability zone and say like okay now i'm sharing the space you know like or because a lot of us think that we're good boyfriends and girlfriends because we don't cheat but we could be very toxic people yeah. in other ways because what if i'm a person that likes to argue all the time yeah like you ain't buy no milk. I want to argue with you now. Like, oh, you ain't buy no milk. So a lot of people think because they don't do the basic necessities like, in relationships that they're a good partner, but that may not even be the case. Mm -hmm. You could be a bad partner mm -hmm. in other ways, and we if we don't realize that in ourselves, you have to come to a relationship and make sure that you are aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. Know that, all right, I'm not perfect, but I I, I will. 
accept any change and know any flaws because we can't tell our we can't tell ourselves our own flaws. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like like I said, you, you could think you're the best boyfriend in the world, best girlfriend in the world, but we yeah. might you might not be. Like, what if you're not attentive to their feelings as much as you think you are? Yeah, they'd be like, you don't pay attention to me, or you don't pay attention to how I feel, you don't listen to how I feel, and you think you do. Yeah, like you said, like, and and that's why like dating shouldn't necessarily be like you know scrutinized because it's just like again like you need that time to like really figure out how you operate in a relationship how you operate what you like and what you don't like because we may think we know what we like and what we don't like but you don't know you don't you haven't dealt with every person in the world there's so many different personalities out there and we clash with so many different personalities like there could be people you could be a type a person where you like things in order a certain way in certain places and you date a type B person and they just throw everything everywhere <laughs> and that'll throw your whole life up. You'll be like, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't. They're setting me off. I can't do this. Like right. I cannot. And you you have to learn these things. You have to learn different things, what you like and what you don't like and communicate that effectively with other people, like what I like and what I don't like. Whereas you're not trying to force yourself like on them because then when we find out what we like and don't like from a person, we try to force them on them, try to change them. Like, yeah. I don't like you throwing your socks on the floor. Pick them up. Like, don't do that. Get <laughs> like, these damn socks on the floor. <laughs> try to be effective. Like, listen, babe, you throw your socks on the floor. Let's go to Walmart, get you some sock bins. Put them, like, you can put your socks in there. You can throw them in there. Just make sure they're not on the floor. Like, let's get, <laughs> try a problem solve with your partner. But a lot of people would just resort to, like, I don't like this. Like, why are you doing this? Like, clean damn dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They'd be like, you left these dishes in here for four days. I watched you leave them in here for four days. Like, and, and Jasmine brought a, like, a really good point. She said, relationship cliches is that relationships are supposed to be easy. And that is where we get a lot of misconceptions. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Relationships are uh, work. They're work. And a lot of people don't realize that you're constantly having to put in work. You can't just go into a relationship like, all right, I'm in a relationship now. That's it. Like, no, you have to constantly yeah. be conscious of things that you do say, how you interact with other people how you interact with your partner and things like that. That goes back to self-esteem and stuff like that. You have to be conscious of your partner because they're not always going to be on their best. Some days you're going to have to lift them up. Some days they're going to have to lift you up. Mm -hmm. So you have to be conscious of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people are not. They see their partner in a funk. They're going to be like, what do I do to you? Like, (laughs) you got it good. Why are you complaining for it? You're right about that. And Jasmine, thank you so much for that question. So, guys, thank you so much because we're approaching like 50 minutes on this one. Yes. So, Shelly, thank you so much for this debate. And, and Jamie, our, say and bye to, to everybody. Since and to our special guest. You got to say bye to the camera. Say bye. She's like, no. no. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching today. Until next time and next episode, stay tuned into Yada Debates. And if you uh, can check, uh, everything will be in the link on YouTube. So feel free to go to YouTube and we are signing off right now.